You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome into another edition of the Bear Down Chicago podcast. We're already started off to a bad start. For some of you, you're looking and it says Bill's post game. I don't know why the buttons don't always work. Whatever. But you know what, folks? It's got an exciting episode for you. There's a guy. He's in the intro. And he still works for the Bear Down Chicago podcast. I'm going to bring him in first because I haven't seen his beautiful beautiful mustache in far too long it is the one and only hey. Logan Bradley. how are you buddy one of these days one of these days we're not gonna have to be like this guy who never comes on the podcast and who's still in the intro he's here and everyone who's listening is like i'm so sick of hearing his damn name at the beginning and then never <laughs> hearing his voice or hearing his face or vice vice versa but uh very excited to be here very excited to talk a little bit of bears with the best people hey heidi Dude, okay, so the whole Los Angeles thing, like that's, you know, you got that going for you, which is nice, but still, you have been working like it. crazy, like crazy. Yes, I have. Like if if this, that's why when I'm coming onto this podcast, I want to give the disclaimer to the listeners that my brain has been completely just engorged in baseball for now going on six months. And like I have inside of baseball for six months and I have not been able to see a whole lot of football, read a whole lot about the bears, but still got a good idea of going, what's going on. So I'm excited to, to talk a little bit about it. I, I don't know what it feels like to be a parent welcoming all their kids back home from college for the first time, but that's what I thought was going to happen. And unfortunately, yep. Patrick Sheldon can't be here tonight. I am so, so bummed about that, but we also have, Jack Wright. If you want to find Jack on Twitter, it's at Bear Down Jack. If you want to hit me on Twitter, it's at Ryan Dangle. That's D-E-N-G-E-L. Jack, do you see who I see? Do you, do you see who I see? I must ask you a question, Logan. Hey, Jack, oh, you are still handsome. Oh. Guys, actually, I forgot. I'm I'm I am now um in my 30s along with you guys. I know you guys are both in the low hey. 30s um still, so so I'm glad to be part of the club. You're let's kind. bring in the let's bring in the assistant editor of bears wire that's brennan Shagru. if you want to find brennan on twitter it's at brennan Shagru. that's s-u-g-r-u-e brendan Shagru. i i feel like i haven't seen you almost as long as i haven't seen logan how are you yeah it's it's been a bit but i'm doing i'm doing good it's been a busy week busy busy almost start to the season uh but i really want to hijack this podcast to ask logan how good these cubs are 
and how much he believes in them because baseball city is back, baby. We got the Cubs rolling. I don't give a damn about the White Sox because they suck and they're hilarious. You think I get you think I give a damn about the White Sox? No, I don't. You think I give a damn about them? No, but Logan, you're you're with some of the you know best baseball minds out there. And I just I just want to know, are these cubbies for real? Like, are you are you feeling are you riding that big blue train, baby? Like, are they gonna win the World Series? No, but like they're all you could ask for i feel like out of the cubs this year as a cubs fan like what more do you want i'm now in the situation where i should be for my work going to either either or both of the alcs and the world series and my ultimate nightmare is that the cubs somehow make the world series and i have to like go and work it and watch like that's (laughs) god i love you can you nightmare realized for, for those that are watching on YouTube, you've already seen it. This is, works out perfectly. Brendan and I are lined up cubbies. And then on, exactly. on, on this side, the the, yep. the other the side. Sad side. The, the sad, sad side. side. <laughs> the, the sad side. The sad side. side. Um, yeah. Okay. And just, just one clarification, because um, we, we got we to gotta comment. Um, no, Bruja7, you are not so old. Jack and I, I wish we were in our early 30s. <laughs> we are not, uh, not at all. Um Boys, uh, I'm also, I got to say, I'm on watch. Uh, so there is a potential that maybe I might have to leave this pod early. It might still be a couple of weeks. The doctor's like, eh, you might have a baby today or it might be three weeks. I'm like, wait, what? Dangle baby watch 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I said to my wife and I'm sure you know how this went. Yo, she can't show up during Bears Packers, right? Like that's, not- <laughs> that's whoa, when it's that is when it's going to be. No, but what if what if Justin Fields breaks off a long run right at the end of the game? She's going nuts, and then that's how your next baby. That's how you know Brendan hasn't met my wife, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I <haven't>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does she yeah she doesn't go she her blood pressure no. you're like boop. like oh. when she watches <laughs> baking shows she gets excited that's that's that's, that's right. really about it boys we got some people we got to thank we have a packed episode and hopefully that we've got some already some amazing people in the comments section and hopefully they're going to chime in to to some of the things we're going to pick Who's going to win all 17 games this season? Even though Patrick Sheldon couldn't be here, I've got his answers ready to roll. So we got a lot to do, but we got some people to thank first and foremost. Let's do it. Yes, we do. We got to thank our guy, Jeff Cadwallader. Now, there's a ton of new players on the Bears. Few people were claimed on waivers, signed as free agents over the last few week. You're probably looking for a place to live or a place to rent. And if that's you, you got to contact Jeff Cadwallader. Because Jeff Cadwallader has been working hard since the beginning of this year to expand expand his real estate services that now includes commercial properties. Yes, not just residential, but commercial. So if you're in the market there, you got to contact Jeff. And he's been killing it with that venture. It doesn't matter if you're a business owner, a homeowner, or an investor. If you're looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial or residential properties, Jeff is your guy. So call or text Jeff Cadwallader with SVN Landmark today at 630-254-4734. Let them know that, hey, the Packers suck and I'm looking for a place to live or rent. Or visit GenevaJeff.com. Viewers, just soak it in. Ryan, can you, you need to put yourself on the screen. Listeners, I'm sorry you can't see it, but he is so well trimmed, so incredibly groomed. He gets his hair cut 
at Sheridan's. There he is. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 69 years with six barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. You can go to Sheridan'sBarbershop.com. I just, that's the new jingle. I just made it up. Or you can call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. It's summer camp, okay? That's that's what this feels like. Now that Logan is back, it's summer camp. It feels even more like summer camp, let me tell you. my Our house remodel, which I kind of vaguely talked to you guys about, let me just say this. They accidentally removed the only working toilet we had in the house. And my now nine-month pregnant wife had to pee in a bucket. She would hate if I told people that, but I just said it out loud. You didn't need to say that. (laughs) Dude. Dude, she her head was going to explode. Um, We've had to walk three doors down to shower every day. So it's like being in a summer camp, except a lot less fun. We should talk bears, though. Let's talk bears. No, that's your kryptonite. Three doors no, 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 no. Hold on. Wait. You don't usually pee in buckets? That's all. I don't have a toilet in my place. You guys have well, you can't. I mean, dude, California rents are so bad. I'd be surprised if you could. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I bought an apartment with no toilet. So save a little <laughs> <Exactly>. cash. <laughs> all right, boys. Let's do this. Let's just get quick overall thoughts on the 53-man roster. Anything that stood out to you, if nothing stood out to you, feel free to pass. No, Logan, I know you kind of talked about it. You're, you're, you've been baseball heavy, which is why I'm going to give it to you first. If there's anything about that that roster that's kind of stood out to you, we'll go Jack, Brennan, and then I will finish it up. I haven't been able to really like dissect what the 53-man roster is, to be honest with you. And again, like I said at the beginning, I haven't been as deep into the Bears as you guys have. Pause. Um, but I, I guess I'll just use this moment to just kind of appreciate Justin Fields for a second just because I have not been able to be on this podcast for a little while so I'm sorry for those of you out there I'm sure there's not Bears fans who are too sick of hearing about it yet but I think last year on a preseason podcast maybe it was just before I think I remember being like the only thing that matters this year is Justin Fields because there was really no supporting cast there was really no defense and this year where we're at right now almost feels like that perfect next step progression into like maybe it's the year before the year or maybe that is the year but just sitting here and being able to know that we have actual players on defense and we have a quarterback going into this year and there feels like there's been a shift in culture in terms of where this team is going coming from a White Sox fan, something that I I feel like I've always stressed whenever I've been able to be on the podcast. So not so much a comment on the ins and outs of the 53 man, which I'm sure you guys will talk about, but just excited about the fact that even if this isn't the year where the Bears make that big step, it's definitely a year where they should make a step. Well, I think there's a lot to like in terms of the roster being revamped you know it's been it's been chatted about a lot but i would like to say that one thing i like a lot is tyson bajent and and here's why this is another example of a way in which the bears are are turning a new chapter in the franchise we have always gotten the veteran quarterback who could potentially play and be a plug and play guy that we would think is just automatically response like automatically going to be a fit but maybe not super talented and definitely not a developmental guy. 
Well, now you put Peterman on the practice squad. He's still in the room, and you can still have the advantage of his knowledge. But you have a, a player in Tyson Bajan who is a young, possibly up-and-coming talent. We've been talking about wanting to do that for years. Or I, I mean, yeah, I think we all have talked about that being the move when it comes to the Chicago Bears trying to start to develop quarterbacks. And I don't think we need to talk a ton about what he did in preseason because he was great and he earned it. Now, are there question marks? Is he going to get into some bad situations? Is he going to feel some pressure if he gets into the game and maybe not perform? Very possibly. But just the idea of turning the chapter from old Bears ways to new Bears ways, um, I really like. This roster keeps getting younger. Um, I just dropped basically a year uh, on average. And I, I should credit Kevin Fishbane for some of this information. But, you know, as he said, we were, uh, you know, young isn't necessarily better. But in 21, we were old and bad. Um, we've gone from 27-year average, 26-year average. Now it's like a 25.7-year-old um, average. I, I like the youth movement. I've said that before. Um it's a little worrisome. We've got nine to 10 new starters on this roster. Uh, that, that, that could be, you know, a, an issue. There's been a lot of injuries, maybe not a lot of time to gel in practice. Um, but, but overall, I feel much better about this roster than I have in previous years. I, I'm looking forward to it. The, the question is like, okay, here it is on paper. Now what's it going to look like in practice? That's, that's the question of the year, right? Well, first off, just building off what Jack said, the age would be like two years young, maybe not two years, but like a year younger, if not for Mercedes Lewis, yes. just being the extra tight end. But that goes to show like still how young of a roster they are, yet they still have a 39-year-old extra tight end on their roster. Um, so the question being was, were there any surprises? I think if you had asked me right before camp that Travis Gibson would be cut, that P.J. Walker would be cut, that the an undrafted free agent would be QB3 because Nathan Peterman is still on the active roster. They re-signed him. He's QB2 right now, but it still goes to show what this team believes in with an undrafted free agent. And just, yeah, some of those moves I would have said, yeah, I don't see that happening for sure. Um, but as the preseason went on and we saw sort of like the tea leaves with Travis Gibson, the whole trade thing, which apparently he didn't request, I think it – I think that was something maybe – I don't know who floated that out there, but you could just read the tea leaves that he was on his way out and that P.J. Walker wasn't long for this team because of what he showed in camp and during the preseason. Um, other than that, like this roster kind of – it was pretty much exactly what you thought it was going to be, and I think that goes to show that this is finally Ryan Poles's, like roster. His fingerprints are all over it. Last year, we knew it wasn't because there were still plenty of pace holdovers that even though he's got rid of some of them – he didn't. He couldn't do it all, and so you kind of had to live with some of the stop gaps. You had to live with, okay, let's see if we can develop this guy or hold on to him for maybe one more year before we get somebody else that fits the system. And for example, that's why Travis Gibson isn't here anymore because he didn't fit the system. So the fact that the Bears only claimed for the for having the first spot, mind you, the first waiver claim spot, they only get got two guys, and then they signed a punt returner. That goes to show how confident Ryan Poles is in this roster because he could have had the pick of anyone. And granted, people get cut for a reason. It's not like these are like superstar players that just accidentally found their way to the street. But I think considering that he didn't do a lot and he just basically just, okay, I'm going to grab a guy here and see what we can do here. And then just shore up one position with punt returner with Trent Taylor, I think goes to show that this is really – 
his fingerprints are all over it. So, and then in, in terms of the core real quickly, um, finally you have guys that you know that are going to be here at least for the next few seasons for the most part you have that rookie class on the defense the defensive line the back the secondary those guys should be your cornerstone pieces going forward and then same thing for the offense with darnell wright braxton jones dj moore one of the receivers with darnell mooney or chase claypool maybe both who knows and then some of the running backs and probably fields you couldn't say that last year. There were so many stop gaps that you're like, none of these guys are going to be, be here next week, next year. And um, I know that in our text thread, there was a, a tweet going around. Max Markham posted this. Most of the starters that the bears had last year are on practice squads right now, like actual practice squads, except for Roquan Smith, everybody else. That's pretty much the, the threshold you're looking at here. So um, I think there's going to be growing pains early on. And you'll see that in my, um, uh, which we call it game previews that we go into, but there's a direction now and you have the pieces to get to that direction. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. And so it was just, you guys have talked about it. There's an influx of talent. This is a total t- roster turnover, which is exciting, but also what do we have on this team? I think that's the, the thing that I'm really thinking about a lot. We don't know what this team is. I don't know that I've ever gone into a season opener with like, no idea what's going to happen like this. Th- there's so many question marks that could work out well and they could go really, really, really bad. So I don't know. I, I'm also, you guys are going to hate me the second I say this. I, why do we have seven wide receivers on the, on this roster mm-hmm. right now? I, 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 that, that, that's not sustainable. So there's got to be a move coming there somewhere. You know, I know, I think they want to see what happens. You know, you don't want to see Tyler Scott, this, this rookie go away. You know, we've, we've already talked about it at length. I'm not a huge Valus supporter. I don't necessarily know what he's got going on, but we'll see. Um, I, I'm curious to see where we kind of go from there. Boys, anything else roster-wise we want to t- chat about? Because I really want to get into wins and losses as soon as we possibly can. Just just one um, you know, factoid I think that everybody can feel good about, and you alluded to it. Brendan, that there's only what uh, nine picks left from the Ryan Pace era. I think only uh, eleven total players left. So um, I feel I feel really good about that. To be yeah. frank, <laughs> um, I'll just say one thing about the wide receivers. Yeah, seven. Is it really seven? Do we? Yeah, yes. I guess they added Trent Taylor. They didn't add or subtract anybody else. One of those guys is definitely going to be inactive um, at the very least. Who who it's going to be though? I have no idea. Like, do they value Valus Jones solely on kick returns and like five gadget plays per game to make him active? Does Tyler Scott then get that rookie treatment? Like, hey, you're not ready yet because we have to prioritize these other areas. Is Equinemia St. Brown going to be that guy? We don't know. So one of those guys is definitely going to get the shaft to the bench. Excuse me. Um, and we we just don't know what's going to happen there. So it is interesting that. There could not. I, I'm afraid that there's not going to be a role for Tyler Scott early in the season, and he's going to be inactive. And I think that would be a shame. The the go deep guy, but you know they've got a lot of guys with speed, so yeah, we'll see. Boys, it's time. So how this is going to work right now for everybody? I'm going to go ahead and scroll at the bottom of the screen the Chicago Bears 2023 uh, schedule. So we got that up and running for all of you guys. You can see it. I want to go through each game, and I'm, what I'm going to ask from you is win or loss. You don't need to give me a, a score prediction because that's kind of silly at this point of the season. But give me a win or loss, 
and a sentence or two as to why you think that prediction. Logan, are you, I know you've been gone for a while, but I was going to put you in the driver's seat and have you go first. Are you okay with that? Cool with that. All right. So we're boys, we're going to stick with the exact same order. We're going to go Logan, Jack, Brendan, and I will finish it up. Uh, and I will also make sure to get in Patrick Sheldon's because he shared that with me. All right, so let's start off week one, the one that I know we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about. It is September 10th at a 325 start. I hate the 330 game. Not a fan at all. The Green Bay Packers are coming to Soldier Field. Logan, what are you thinking, buddy? When has blind optimism not paid off when predicting a Bears-Packers game? I am going to say that the Bears win, and this obviously feels like a change in the guard. The Packers have a ton of injuries at wide receiver, it looks like right now. I think Christian Watson wasn't practicing today, uh, or maybe it was Romeo Dobbs or both of them. So they could be a little limited on weapons, and it just feels like the perfect start to, uh, to a clean Aaron Rodgers-less slate. I have also got I've got a bear I've got a Bears victory. The Bears are going to beat the Packers at home. Uh, I, I this one's gut for me. I don't know what it is. I told all of you on the text thread that sometimes I have gut feelings, and then I trust my gut, and then those gut feelings are correct. I think the offense is going to be electric. I don't know why. I realize there's a lot of reasons out there to say that it possibly might not be, but I just think that with the chemistry that is new to the team and especially adding dj Moore, and now bolstering off a healthy offensive line uh bears win let's get that dub bears win over the packers i think it's going to be a low scoring game i don't think it's going to be that offensive shootout that we all think because we just know that in the past justin fields has started slow i the packers have started slow too under matt lafleur look at the past few week one games uh, they suck. So I think getting them actually at week one is is really, really good. And Jordan Love, his real true first test, I think Soldier Field's going to be rocking. He's not going to be able to handle the pressure. Give me that Bears win, baby. Patrick Sheldon is going to go ahead and pick the Bears dub. And everyone uh, on this podcast is about to hate me a whole heck of a lot. I am going to pick the Green Bay Packers to win this one. Boys, Whoa. Good. I just don't Good. think this. Good. I don't think this team. This Good. team. This team is not ready yet. Uh, they're they're not there. There's too many questions on the defensive line. I think that Matt Lafleur might be smart enough to run the football, run the football, run the football, where our run defense is still not quite where we want it to be. Ryan, so, very quickly, you you fell on the sword. I appreciate that because if we all went Bears, that's bad news. So you, it is. You needed to do that. Thank you. I hope, boys, that I'm wrong. I, I seriously, I told, I told these guys, I had the dream. This is, this is how a Bears fan brain work. That Justin Fields had five tutties. I think it was like two throwing, three rushing, and Jordan Love had four interceptions. And I just the smack talking. People are like you don't expect Dangle to do all the smack talking. I would do all the smack talking, um, and uh, and I would enjoy it thoroughly. All right, boys, it is time to get to week number two. That is. September 17th at 12 o'clock start. Bears headed down to the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers uh, shouldn't be good this year, I don't believe. Baker Mayfield, though they do have some offensive weapons. So I'm going to go, weirdly, Bears lost here. And the reason that I say that is because I, I do think that the Bears are a better team than the Buccaneers on paper. But I just fear if there is that week one big win against the Packers at home, 
I feel like there could be an emotional letdown scenario for a young team traveling to Tampa Bay, a game that's probably going to be very, very hot. So definitely a winnable game for the Bears for sure, but I'm going to say a loss, unfortunately. Uh, week two, uh, hope springs eternal here in the right household. Uh, the Tampa Brady Nears are no more. And you tried. Uh, that, yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good, it was a good effort. Uh, yeah. I just don't, I think that the, the talent is gone there. I believe, um, I don't know, rebooting, restructuring. Uh, I see the bears as a better team. Uh, I got a W two and O. Sorry. I my internet in. was lagging. That was waiting for that. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm with Logan. It's a loss. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't think Tampa is that good either. I don't think they're coached, coached well by Todd Bowles, unfortunately. And uh, the Bears have not won in Florida in September or October since the 90s. It's hot. It gets really freaking hot there. And I'm just worried that um, the conditioning – I know Matt Eberflus always says, get your track shoes ready because we're, we're going to run. But uh, I'm afraid that they're not going to be able to hang with that and they're going to have a loss in the Florida heat. So it looks like Shells and I are also going together in this one. We're going with the win column. I hear everything that Brennan is saying, but I just think that this team bounces back in a good way after a loss. I have no idea what Shells is thinking, but we are both calling for a Bears dub. All right, boys, week three. Bears headed to the Chiefs for a 325 start. Ooh. The Chiefs. Oh God. Um, I mean, <laughs> what do you, what do you want? You want to just, you want to just keep going? <laughs> That's a loss. That's a, not ready yet. Not ready yet. One day. Also side note. Hello, Tyler and TJ. Good to see you guys in the chat. Appreciate the shout out. Uh, yeah. I mean, the chefs are going to win. I think, you know, even if Kelsey hyperextends both knees and both elbows, uh, there's just, uh, there's too much talent in KC. And if you watch quarterback, I mean, Mahomes is him, so it's going to be a loss. Patrick Mahomes is so good. He's Matt Nagy-proof, and he's the offensive coordinator now. So, I mean, look, maybe maybe there's a little hope. Maybe we start talking ourselves into it, and maybe it's a close-ish game. I think it's going to be closer than people think, honestly, but it's still going to be a loss. Shells, as you can imagine, also has that a loss, and I have that a loss. There's nothing else to say. They're a better football team than we are unfortunately all right boys headed to the next week the broncos the denver broncos are coming into town for a 12 o'clock start what do we think here boys i wish that it's hard to make predictions about the the broncos right now because they could suck again or they could be very good now with sean payton uh for for right now with that being a home game and after what we saw from the broncos last year I'm going to say uh, a Bears W, which I believe would get them to two and two by my predictions so far. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a loss in mile high. Um, I think Sean Payton is a difference maker. He's a proven pedigree as a coach, and I see Denver being a much different team this year than they were last year. Jack, they are playing at home. The Bears are going to oh. be at home. Does that does that change your prediction at all? Well, I apologize. I have that right here in front of me. Uh, it doesn't. I still think it's going to be an L. You guys ready for this? Tie. Oh, my God. Oh, for the clicks. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> listen, listen. Ties are becoming much more prevalent in the NFL now. 
Bears haven't had one since 1972. And look, the Denver Broncos are a weird team. They are a weird team under Sean Payton. I don't know what to expect. I kept this was a coin flip game. And I pretty much said, look, I think time's going to run out on it. This is going to go to overtime. There's going to be like a missed field goal in there somewhere. Some Russell Wilson doing some Russell Wilson stuff. And I think that the Bears actually get a tie. I am predicting a tie no matter what this season. And I do think it's coming against the Denver Broncos. I, I, I feel like the part of my take guys have talked about how teams have like tie vibes to them. The Broncos definitely do have tie vibes yes. to, their, yes. to them. You Are you okay, Ryan? One more team. I'll say it later, but there's one more team I almost you picked. You picked a tie? You picked Green Bay. Yeah, man. I what is this? What are we, True. Europe? Like, what? Like, like, what, oh, I'm sorry. Soccer? Well, we can, oh. Ties happen in the NFL, man. They're called draws, right? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> why? Why are we doing? No. No, absolutely not. I think no, the Bears. Hey, eight, eight, never mind. I'm not saying it. It's a tie. Mine's going as a tie. All right. Well, you got to keep your own record now because I don't have a tie column. I got a win loss column. I didn't write a tie down. <laughs> so you got to figure out your own numbers now. It's on you, man. Okay? I know the math. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'm adding a, a, a third column just because you, you okay. Shells is picking the L. So he is now has the Bears at two and two. And I'm picking the Bears to win this one. I don't think Sean Payton has this dysfunctional organization running quite the way that they want it to. Bears jump out to a uh, an early lead um, and hold on to it throughout the game. All right, boys. So then from there, it is this. This is a this is a strange thing. They're playing the Washington Commanders on Thursday night again. Something about that just throws me a little bit. So that is October fifth, uh, seven fifteen, at the Commanders. That's another weird one. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go win. That's We're sound. got a good feeling about the Bears specifically at home this year. Washington Commanders. Sam Howell weirdly feels like, in general, people people are kind of, I wouldn't say high on him going to this year, but like cautiously optimistic about how he might be able to handle starting in the NFL long term. So we'll see. But I still would definitely side with a Justin Fields led team there. Uh, the residue of creepy Daniel Snyder still permeates this team, and it will be the death knell of them. Uh, this is going to be a W. Uh, Bears are going to win. I also have it as a W, um, although I am kind of getting a little nervous because I, I'm higher on Sam, Sam Howell than I think most. Dude should have – I mean, at one point he was the projected number one overall pick before mm. his final season. I think he's a better quarterback than people are giving him credit for, but – the Bears have revenge on their mind. They should have won last year's game. They should have. They choked it away. This time they get the W. So Sheldon has it as a W. I'm going to say this, boys. Uh, I, 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 it's going to be a loss. I, every season there is a game that you should win, that you lose, and a, a game that you should lose that you win. This one just reeks to me that the Bears are, are just in a funk and it's just not going to be there. So I am picking the Bears to lose this one. All right, the following week, the Vikings come to town. That means they will be playing in Soldier Field, just so everybody is aware, right? Uh, so that's uh, October 15th, a 12 o'clock start. I don't know why, but the Vikings scare me a little bit this year. So I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going to say the Bears are going to lose that one. 
I'm with you a little bit on this, uh, Logan, and that they scare me. I think that um, maybe because I, I hang around too much with a, a, a dear friend of ours, Dan Iverson, who's a Vikings fan, and he's like starting to um, make me drink the Kool-Aid. But I think their offense is pretty high-powered. Having said that, I feel like the Bears generally split with the Vikings, and they're going to win the one at home, maybe lose the one away. So I got it as a W. I, too, have it as a W. Guys, don't be scared of the Minnesota Vikings. They have two players on offense. They have Justin Jefferson and the Coles-wearing Kirk Cousins, who throws to Justin Jefferson. Uh, we don't know what Jordan Addison's going to be. Their offensive line is decent, but they have no defense. They've lost all their defensive players. And even if Brian Flores takes that team and is a good defensive coordinator, I think it's going to take time to gel. And what, that's October 15th? That's uh, that's November that's they're, they're not going to figure it out till November bears get the win at, at home. Sheldon is picking loss. I am also picking the bears to lose. I don't think this team is going to get its uh, momentum rolling until later parts of the season. And I think the Vikings are as much as we don't want to admit it, a better football team uh, than we all want to say. All right, boys, we're not playing the Raiders in London. The Raiders are going to be coming to Chicago so that's October 22nd, a 12 o'clock start. I think this is as much of like a must win as you can look at in like what week seven of a regular season, just because I think the Raiders are pretty safely a bottom three to five team in the league. So if you're playing at home, it, it better be a win. Uh, Josh McDaniel stinks. Let's say, yeah, it's a Bears win. Yeah, and I think that's going to make it even like more difficult to swallow the loss that we're going to take to the the Raiders because Josh McDaniels does stink. But I think that their talent is, especially in offense, uh, is better than ours significantly. So I've got I've got a loss against the Raiders. Oh, man, I want to argue that with you like crazy. I mean, this team okay. is so poorly run, so poorly coached. They downgraded a quarterback. Devontae Adams might be a jet by this time. Josh Jacobs might have quit. Chandler Jones might quit. These players don't want to play for this team. I think there's turmoil. And just like what happened in 2021, the Bears are going to catch them no matter what with that turmoil. They're going to get that W. Shells has a W for this one, and no one is going to like Ryan Dangle. This is a loss. I don't think that, I think the Bears are in a bad place at this point in the season. I don't think they're they're happy with where they're going. There's going to be a whole lot of questions at this point. I think this is where things are going to start to tip a little bit in the Bears' favor. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick a loss for this one. All right, boys. At this point, then we've got the uh, we're headed to. Los Angeles. Maybe you can say hi. You can We're say hi see for us, Logan. Logan. Yes. Uh, October 29th, a 7 o'clock start, 7.20 start, excuse me, at Chargers. Oh, it's going to be like right around the time where I'm almost done with baseball. Um, th- that's going to be – this is a, this is going to be a breakout game for the Chicago Bears because this is going to be the opportunity to go on the road and beat a team that people are always, you know, insanely high on in the Chargers – and if there's one thing that I think I've learned from watching Brandon Staley and the Chargers the last few years, it's just they're never going to be quite as good as you think they're going to be. So I think that the Bears start to pick up steam at this point in the season. I think they get a win in in my home, my hometown, my current hometown, of course, not my actual hometown of Los Angeles. 
I just had to say as a side note, your beauty pageant wave is like surprisingly good, Logan. I don't know. Mine? Yeah, yeah, that was like that really pretty. Me. Thank yeah. you. It's like you've Thanks. been working on it or something. Um, no, I'm going to sure. go with a big uh, a big loss uh, against the charges. Um, I, I just don't think that we're at, at the level of like a high-powered offense. Like I think the Chargers are going to be with, uh, you know, Herbert. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a loss. This is going to be a loss, but it's – I'm not going to say a fun loss. It's going to be an entertaining loss where it's going to be like 41 to 38. I think it's going to be a classic shootout on Sunday Night Football. But, yeah, Chargers are – Chargers just have way too much talent. So for this one, Sheldon is also picking a Chargers W, Bears loss, and I am going to continue that trend. Bears loss, uh, Chargers win. All right, then we get the trip down to see the Saints. That's on November 5th at 12 o'clock start at Saints, at Saints. That is a that is a hard place to win for sure. I am going to say that this is a Bears L in New Orleans. Yeah, no Mardi Gras for the Bears in New Orleans. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, an L. It's going to be a loss. Uh-oh. I think we have Brendan on a on a delay. Oh, I think we He's oh, just thinking what what will happen. I think game. we should we put him on a 6 second delay cuz he um uh predicted a tie. So pull back the curtain a bit for everyone at home. Can you guys hear Brandon, me? Brandon, you you wouldn't <laughs> we can hear you. You wouldn't predict two ties in one year, would you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh my what god. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Logan, you cut that out right now. Wouldn't that be funny though? Wouldn't that be funny? No, this is a loss. No. Um Bears haven't won in New Orleans since the 90s. The one time they did win in Louisiana, they played at LSU. They just can't win there for one reason or another. So let's just hope this time uh, nobody loses their knee because, um, well, last regular season game, you know what happened. Why, for not, Why would you say that? I, just, you I don't know. It's just bad <laughs> things happen, man. <laughs> All right. Anthony Mister so got punched out. Shells and I again on the same page. This, is, this doesn't happen very often. I think this is where the tide starts to turn for the Bears mm-hmm. and things really start to come together. I'm actually going to say the Bears are going to get the dub and are actually going to look impressive doing it. I don't know why. I just call it a gut feeling. Jack was talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, I think the Bears get the dub on this one. All right, boys. Then the Panthers. Woo, this is going to be a far more interesting game than, than we thought before. So the Panthers are coming to town for a Thursday night game, second Thursday night game of the season. That feels a little off to me. So that's November 9th uh, at 7.15. Definitely a very interesting game. Naturally, you know, you got to assume that it's a DJ Moore revenge game. 300 yards, three touchdowns, Bears win. How did you – you stole the words, like, literally out of my mouth. Sorry, sorry, Jack. Get to I mean, there's extra, there's extra um, incentive to beat them, right, uh, for for the Bears in the future and, and picks and such. And I think Carolina is uh, – is is uh, dog water? Is that appropriate or bad? <laughs> so um, the Bears are going to win this game. 
I can't believe Brendan might so have internet worse than mine when we first started this podcast was just saying a whole lot. <laughs> it's frustrating too, right? When that happens, like it's no, yes, no one. Yes, he, he's very frustrated right now. So yeah. until Brendan gets back, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a W for Patrick Sheldon and it is a W for Ryan Dengel. Like I said, I feel like the Bears are finally getting to start getting some some rhythm here. Hopefully we get Brendan Shagru back pretty quick here. He, he just texted me and said, Ty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Logan, hey, guess what? Can you step uh, in my office? Bring your playbook. <laughs> You're fine. Very, very, definitely, definitely teacher vibes with the Ty thing here, Dangle. Can we, can we talk for a minute, Logan? Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> bring, bring, in hey, the hallway. Bring your playbook. Bring your playbook. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, are, are we gonna wait for him to? Okay, do you guys get a, a Manning cast commercial? That was great. The, it, for our, the auditions. Oh my god, it was so good when so Dan fun. Campbell started doing the Any Given Sunday uh, yes. inches speech. I yes. lost my mind. It was <laughs> yeah. amazing. It was so when Mike great. Tyson said that. that they had the most punchable faces. I mean, <laughs> I like Eli Manning more now than I did, you know, when he was playing. Uh, yes. Because I thought he just had this mopey, punchable face. Mm-hmm. But yes. he is like much more likable now. But it couldn't have been more proper for Tyson to say, I'm just here because you have two of the most punchable faces. <laughs> true story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, true. Hi, Brendan. So we're just, we're waiting for you, the Carolina Panthers. Lousy well, like, goddamn internet. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's a win. Um, just like what I'm going to do to my internet router later today, um, the Bears are going to beat the crap out of the Panthers. And then call Comcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now the bears head to these games are pretty close together with the Detroit lions. The bears are headed to Detroit for this one. So that is November 19th, 12 o'clock start. I want to hate the lions more than I do, but I think that they're a good football team this year. This is going to be a really tough stretch for the bears at the lions at the Vikings. And then the lions come to Chicago I, I think it'll be tough. We're like crazy to say the words. I think it'll be tough to go to Detroit and get a win. That sounds absolutely sickening, but I, I do think that's a Bears loss. I mean, is it possible that the level of smugness with Detroit Lions fans is higher than the level of smugness for Packers fans? Like what is going on in the world today? Having said that, I believe Logan is correct on many levels. I, I think we'll probably split with the Lions. Tomorrow is going to be so much fun. Popcorn ready to see. How, I mean, think about that. Going to the Chiefs, rings are going to be handed out. Let's see what you got, Lions. Uh, I've got a, I've got a loss um, on this one. Can I just say, I really think the Lions are in like a win-win situation here tomorrow because if they beat the Chiefs, they're top of the world. If they lose. You lost to the Super Bowl champs. It's it sucks, but it could be worse. Um, that being said, I think it's a loss in Detroit. They are it's a tougher place to pull knowing that it didn't, didn't it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, on my schedule, when the Bears play the uh, Brendan's internet, I have the Bears losing that <laughs> because that's an unwinnable matchup. You cannot beat Brendan's internet, <laughs> bro. Okay, do you guys remember legit when we first started the podcast? Yes. Like my internet was like it was like, hold on, let me get the rotary phone going here just really right. quick. I gotta like <laughs> gotta run a couple laps to get the internet like started yeah. up. 
that's how bad Brendan's internet is right now. But I did catch out of that that it was that was a loss, right? Are we marking him down as a loss, boys? I think Mr. Robato took over his uh <laughs> Uh, Sheldon's got the loss. Wearing. I've got the loss. Unfortunately, uh, I I do think the Lions are a better football team than any of us want to admit, which really stinks. I, you know, honestly, I think if somehow the division slips, you know, twists a little bit, and all of a sudden it, it's it's Bears v Lions as opposed to Vikings v Packers, you know, for the top of of the NFC North, it'd be fun. You know, um, I don't think it'll turn to that, but I do think the Lions are uh, in, a, in a much better position, especially on the offensive line. That offensive line is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Then at this point, boys, they are headed to the Vikings right after Thanksgiving. So that is November 27th, 7-15, a, Sunday, a Monday night game, excuse me, at Vikings. Unfortunately, I am I'm saying the Vikings sweep the Bears this year, so I do not think the Bears win this ballgame. Uh, that's a that's going to be an L uh, at the Vikings. Um, you know, I, I think as I mentioned earlier, I could see a split, a win at home, um, but a loss on the road. It, this is a seventeen a seven fifteen ESPN game. I mean, I hope the Bears start breaking their bad luck on those primetime games, but uh, I will believe it until I see it. And to face Minnesota. In this situation, will be extremely tough. I, as long as he's not here, I'm going to attack something Brendan said. I think like the defense is going to be better than expected. Uh, I think everything that you hear out of camp uh, is that the Minnesota Vikings offense has seen the Minnesota defense as a massive thorn in their side under Flores. You think about the way those Miami Dolphins played under Flores when they were like losing but not giving an inch. I mean, dude can coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys, help me out with what, uh, he just sent us. It looks like it's a, it's a loss against the Vikings. If that is, that text is correct, that Brendan is picking a loss. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that correctly, boys? I believe so. All right. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, gentlemen, trying to do too many things. Okay. That is also a loss for shells. And you know what? I've, I, I, you win some games that you shouldn't. And I think the Bears, while they're they're not in a great position, I think they somehow eke out a win on this one. I think it's a memorable Monday for us, and I'm going to go into work on Tuesday in a really, really good mood. All right, boys. Then from there, we've got the bye week. Hey, Bears win bye week. Bears win bye week. Uh, then from there, they, there's such a quick turnaround. The lions come to town, uh, as soon as the bye week is over, that is December 10th, 12 o'clock start. It feels like the whole year, at least the way that I've predicted it so far, it's like bouncing back kind of like wins and losses about 500 ball. And I think this is the stretch towards the end of the year schedule wise, where the bears hopefully have meshed a little bit as a team, a younger team and are ready to win some ball games. So no way that I'm going to come on this podcast for the first time in a while and talk about how the bears are about to get swept by both the Vikings and the lions. So the bears are going to win this game. I've always thought that you're one of the most intelligent people that I've ever known, Logan. And I agree with you about meshing. I think they're going to win three of their last five games. I think they're especially good off of a bye week as we've seen before bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Bears win. They're not going to lose off a bo- off a bye. Uh, 
let's see here. Sorry, boys. Uh, Shell's also picking the dubs. Don't hate me. I'm picking picking the L. I just I think that for some you just reason. Just want to go Lions... taco. No, I I picked it way before you. We, <laughs> no, no, thing. I know, I, just, I know. You just, just you're going taco taco with everyone. I, I I am. But you know what? That's that's part of the thing. Like that's, yeah. nobody nobody wants to listen to a podcast where everybody sits there. I agree. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. That that shit's boring, right? Nobody wants that <laughs> podcast. But I, and here's the thing. I don't I don't feel like I do it because like, I usually am that guy that that disagrees with other people. But I just think I don't know. Just just where my brain is at. I'm not doing it just to be that guy. No, no. Like, I know. I'm not coming at you. I'm just noticing that you're Apo Taco. That's all. I didn't, Brendan. I didn't mean that heat for, for it to come in your direction. That was not not my intention at all. Um, yeah, I just I feel like the the Lions become our, our boogeyman this year uh, in, in a way that I'm just just not happy about. From there, ooh, the Bears are dysfunctional, but are we as dysfunctional as the Cleveland Browns? We're headed December seventeenth to Cleveland. We're not Detroit. Sorry if you've come if you on haven't down seen to the hate. Town <laughs> If you haven't seen the hastily made, I think it's number oh. two, Cle- Cleveland uh, tourism video. It might be one of the funniest things you've ever seen in your entire life. Sorry, slogan. So at Browns on the 17th of December. The flashbacks of the last time that the Bears and Justin Fields played in Cleveland. This is going to be the exact opposite of that game. We are going to beat the shit out of the Browns and we're going to win that game. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, interesting. Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. Also, I'm suddenly hungry for tacos. It's going to be a loss. Uh, we're not going to be able to stop the running game. Chubb is the real deal. Wait, wait did, I, did, did I miss something? Taco Taco. You kept saying taco. Yeah, I, I got it. It was you a weird thing. The Browns, just... Browns to the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, that's a joke. diary on an airplane. Very that's a, yeah right yeah that <laughs> if you're heading to Bar- barcelona barcelona uh, barcelona you want to make sure that you got everything in order let's just yeah, say that. wear some underwear i don't know yeah for sure how about that yeah <laughs> that drop though brendan you know that you know that drop they play it on waddle and sylvia all the time taking the oh Browns. yeah i know i know okay. but it's just the fact that you said taking the browns to the super bowl all of a sudden i want tacos like th- that transition get you a podcast that can talk about poop and tacos at the same tan- damn time Come on. <laughs> what do you want oh, I, also, got shout food, I, I got food poisoning from three different taco bells <laughs> i remember the second oh. time the second time my friends are like it's fine it's not gonna happen again the third time my, i remember who my buddy was just like bro it's a different Taco Bell. I promise. There's no way it can happen a third time. How was the, how was the flight to Barcelona? <laughs> you didn't get there. <laughs> okay. Oh, what this is totally about? off the rails. Brendan, Brendan have, you, have you picked your uh, Browns yet? No, no, I haven't picked my Browns. They're not runny, though, thankfully. <laughs> not yet. Uh, even though they do have a good running game, I would say. Um, no, I have the Bears losing to the Browns. Um, fun fact, this was also going to be a tie <laughs> if I didn't pick the Broncos as a tie. <laughs> but it's not. They're going to lose. I think, real talk, I think Deshaun Watson's going to be a little bit better and they're going to figure it out at some point and be an okay team. 
It's okay, Daniel. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Shells has a loss. I'm taking the win. I'm Logan. I'm with you. I, I got a feeling, like I said, I think the bears have a slow start. I think they, they make a lot of people get nervous about this thing. And then as the season goes on, we really start to see that growth. This was a three win football team last season. If we have seven or eight wins, which is where I'm, I'm headed in that direction, you've got to be thrilled. And especially if offense starts clicking, things start going well. And that's kind of where I see this team going. Boys, the Arizona Cardinals have a football team. Their coach is, you know, it's just in your blood. It's just pew, it's so exciting. Pew, pew. It's just. <laughs> yeah. If you see, oh my, oh my. Oh, he Lord. looks okay. like a goober. <laughs> so yeah. three three twenty five start Cardinals coming to town. It's it's similar to the Raiders game earlier in the year that they're playing at home. The rate the Raiders at home and the Cardinals at home. Those are the two games. Like just just please don't lose those games, Bears. And then other than that, any other losses this year, are like I don't want them, but I can you know understand that. But this is a win. Yeah, that's a Sunday, December twenty fourth dub for for the Bears against the Arizona Cardinals. If the Bears lose to the Cardinals on Christmas Eve, I'm canceling Christmas for my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Mark it down. You got it down, Artie. Sh- sh- yeah, Shells is also. I'm still trying okay. to figure out how to get his his tie in in this whole bracket thing that I got I, I I got the record in my head already. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? All right. So (laughs) Shells has got the Cardinal. uh, He's getting the win over the Cardinals. I'm also picking it. I got a feeling that that one is just going to be, we're going to, it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game from start to finish. That is a team that is in disarray. They are just a bad football team. Oof, all across the board, and I'm hoping that we're going to enjoy that one thoroughly, boys. Uh, it's going to be a good time. All right, then the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, come to town on New Year's Eve uh, at 12 o'clock start. I predict that Arthur Smith will have been fired by then because I think he's not a good head football coach, so I think the Falcons are not good at this point, and I, I should be a win. I predict if you picked Bijan on your fantasy team, uh, he probably won't still be playing at this point. Um, sorry, that's maybe cynical, but I doubt it that he'll still be healthy by then. Uh, anyway, uh, Bears beat fall. Bears beat Atlanta. Atlanta's barely equipped to play in their own stadium indoors. How are they going to do yeah. on December 31st in the cold with very little playmakers? I think Desmond Ritter's arm falls off. Bijan's legs are gone. It's going to be a big Bears one. Shell's also picking the dubs uh, for the Bears. I am also picking the Bears to win this one. I think the Atlanta Falcons are a bad, bad football team. And I think the Bears are trending in the right direction. Again, boys, you've seen, I like the momentum in the uh, second half of the season. Boys, a to-be-determined time on January 7th. Bears finish the regular season at Green Bay. I hope we're playing for something in this game, but I, I, I forget what my record would be at this point if we're going dangle. What do I already have? Ten wins. You have nine wins. Nine wins. That's why, as I texted beforehand, I think the Bears go ten and seven. I think that they lose the finale to the Packers. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one, and it's hard to be a realist in this 
position, but I do not think they go to Green Bay and win this final game of the season. I think they split with Green Bay. I've got them winning the opener, which will be super exciting. Um, you know, seven and a half is a good line. I believe that brings me to eight and nine on the season. Yeah, they split with Green Bay. They're they're going to be playing for something, I think, maybe for that last final playoff wildcard spot, but they're not there yet, unfortunately. They're going to split. They're going to lose. And I have them at eight, eight, and one. <coughs> Sorry. Ryan's so mad. <laughs> When you're when you're right, you're you're gonna like you're gonna have all the receipts, aren't you? The ultimate bragging rights if oh, there's gosh, any tie. I don't any tie. Here. <laughs> I can only imagine Brendan gloating about a tie like no one has ever <laughs> nobody ever wants to do that. About a tie. <laughs> nobody wants to do that. So originally I was gonna go seven and ten, but something something changed me around a little bit. So I'm also gonna have the Bears at eight and nine. Hey Jack, there you go. All right, buddy. Uh, yeah, this is a loss. I think the Bears, unfortunately, can't beat Green Bay, can't get that monkey off their back. I hope that – you know what? Of all the things I – mean, we're telling the boys about this, right? Um, I want to be Green Bay because I hate Green Bay, but more so, I hate their fans. I hate the smugness of their fans. Um, they don't just – they we're just like an, an afterthought to them, and I just – I'm picking two Bears losses in the hopes – that, that I will send out good vibes into the world and the bears will be like, nay, nay, dangle, you're dumb. That's why you're on a podcast and not like actually doing something, you know, meaningful, like in sports, like on ESPN or something like that. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And we're going to get the double dubs. And that would be amazing. That would make my year. Maybe I'll have to change baby daughter. Number two's name to Chicago. Matt. Barra. <laughs> That's good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was the who was the guest that Waddle and Sully hit on that triggered you so much? And, and just like real quick, what did he say that made you so irate? Ta- Tauscher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just it was the you know uh, I'm going to feel terrible for you guys when just uh, Jordan Love is actually good. What would it be like if we had a third Hall of Fame quarterback? Yeah. Um, you know, you guys are going to be in a really bad place. I actually feel bad for you. It was just like the. The like patronizing, yeah. Yes, you know, um, it's it's kind of a little bit, and I have to be honest, it's a little bit how I felt about the Detroit Lions for a while. As bad as the Bears were, it's like, eh, at least we're going to beat the Detroit Lions because they're the Detroit Lions. And when the Bears were good, you know, on their Super Bowl, Super Bowl run, 2006, all that stuff. And now a lot of time in between, we used to beat the snot out of the Lions. And so, you know, that's kind of how you knew we're a good football team or a bad football team. If we're beating the Lions, hey, we're doing okay. And if we're losing, we're a really bad football team. So, you know. Can't necessarily say that now. Uh, just sick of losing to the Packers. Same anything same. else, boys? About anything else about the schedule before I go to? I have two questions for you, boys. That one of them you're gonna love, and one of them you're gonna hate me. But you're also gonna hate Jack because he helped write the question. <laughs> uh, do you, Brendan? I'm curious. Do you put much stock into strength of schedule? I feel like you've poo-pooed that before. As long as we're on the. Browns. Yeah, I, yeah, I do only I, I mean, I, I poo poo it because things change so much. And I think you can easily talk yourself into, yeah. well, this team was bad last year. They right. should be bad this year. And that just doesn't happen. What I do put stock into is the and I think we've talked about this, the rest and just yeah. how much. Sorry, you guys keep smiling. I feel like my internet is going. No, 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 you're, you're good. good. You're good. Uh, no, oh, okay. my, my my dad just chimed in on Facebook, which I just it just makes me really, really oh, happy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Hi, pops. Oh, I love you, pops. 
please, please. I love Neckbeard. Kyle Orton um, could still play for sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, but no, the thing about what I'm excited about with the schedule is the Bears have the historic most net rest days of any team ever. I think they're tied with like wow. last year's Bills, um, another playoff team. I can't remember. And so I think that makes the biggest difference because later on in the season, when you have that late bye week, you have those Thursday night games that then turn into mini buys and you have potentially – um, you know, a Monday night game going into a bye, those things matter. And I think those extra days are going to help people get healthy and you're going to have less tired legs potentially. So something like that, I put a lot of stock into, but strength of schedule, not really. Fair enough. There's Fair. always one, there's, there's always one team that, that comes out of nowhere yeah. that is good, that nobody expects. And a team that was expected to be good. That's going to be abysmal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen them like at 18 twice. And at 26 and one and one, um, you know, credible posting. So just FYI. All right. So boys, I'm going to have some fun with this one. We're really, really hoping that all of you that are still hanging out with us, you will also answer this question. Now, this is going to be the difficult part about this whole thing is we can't have any repeats boys. So you get one former Chicago bear to bring back for Sunday's matchup against the Packers. Who are you going to bring? So I'll give you just a minute or two to kind of think about it. Cause Logan, you know, we're coming to you first on this one. I already got the answer. Okay. And then, and then just, just for fairness sake, for the next question, we're going to go back. So so I'm not the last person for every single question. Is, is that, is that too crazy boys? Is that all right? Like snake draft style? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Logan Bradley, I'm going to go ahead and put you up front and center. Who is your former Chicago bear? you are bringing back against the Green Bay Packers? I love this question. It's a great question. Bears, rich history defensively. A lot of good linebackers. I am bringing back this linebacker because he was a Packer killer in his day. First round draft pick. Hell of a player. A bear that is going to go down in history. Nobody's going to forget. I am bringing back Shea McClellan. (laughs) we need that energy for the first non Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers Bears game he killed Rodgers once he's gone let's bring him back let's get him in the game let's win this game Shane McClellan Logan first off Shane McClellan, you're on to something because not only did he have the collarbone game, he actually was really good otherwise against the Packers. He couldn't do shit against anybody else. We need him. Everybody's clamoring for more. You know what? I need Logan Bradley in my life. (laughs) What a build-up, too. (laughs) It was so well. You, you guy, you guy. Thanks, guys. I get to follow that up. Oh, okay. Man. Well, I mean, I'm going to go uh, to the defense as well. Um, you know, bone break. Uh, no, uh, I'm going Richard Dent. Uh, we need a Hall of Fame uh, rush end uh, to add to the uh, the excellence. Oh, look at that. Rough. Yeah, that's right, Mr. Dingle. Uh, Richard Dent, uh, five all NFC selections, 137 and a half career sacks, four Pro Bowls and 15 seasons. I mean, Think about the game changer that having those two rush ends would uh, would make for this particular game. Jordan Love would be weeping in the corner and sucking his itty bitty thumb and being sad. 
I, I want to do a build up of oh, never mind. <laughs> um, no, I was going to do a build up of what Logan did, but he was a first rounder. He was a Packers killer. He picked off Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and he's the player that Aaron Rodgers said at one point was the hardest guy to defend against or play against. I'm going with Brian Urlacher. Who else do you want patrolling the middle of the field against a, a young quarterback who doesn't know what he's doing yet and to make life hell for him and command that defense to make sure that the Bears come out with a win? Brian Urlacher revolutionized the middle linebacker position. He would fit perfectly with, with what Matt Eberflus is doing. Uh, he would be tremendous facing Jordan Love. I think he would give him so much hell and throw him so many disguises. Uh, he would get a pick six, six in this game, right? Like, no question. Give me Brian Urlacher. I, I love I love the pick, uh, but it allows me to pick my guy, Julius Peppers. Now, Julius Peppers wasn't drafted by the Chicago Bears, but he played here. He played in a 4-3 defense, a monster on that line. One of the biggest questions that we have is the defensive line. I think Julius Peppers could line up anywhere on that defensive line and play incredibly well, put a whole lot of pressure on Jordan Love, and I would be very, very excited to see him just, just, just destroy that uh, Packers offensive line. I think that would be a whole lot of fun. Now let's put out some of the other ones that are out there. So uh, Bruja seven, Devin Hester. That's a that's a great choice. Had a lot of Another great returns. It, dude just just played really 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 well. Um, I like that one at all. I'm I'm hoping that we have maybe a few more that come in. What former Chicago Bear would you like to see come back for the Green uh, against the Green Bay Packers, boys? You're gonna hate Jack and I for this question. You're gonna loathe us. You're gonna like it's it's gonna make your your skin just like. Um, and so are we are we ready for it we're ready let's do it let's do this one former green bay packer that you have to bring to play for the chicago bears you have to bring a former chicago sorry former green bay packer and they have to play for the chicago bears this sunday and because we chose snake draft and I kind of set this one up because I've been thinking about it a lot, a lot. So I want to make sure no one picked it. <laughs> Devonte Adams in his prime. Can you imagine what that would be like? DJ Moore and Devonte Adams. I know like Darnell Mooney. Awesome. Chase Claypool. Cool. Awesome. But thinking about that wide receiver duo, just like, woo! I can't even say what I'm thinking. It just makes <laughs> me so happy. Just, I just, I get so excited. Who's throwing Devontae Adams the ball? That would be mm. Justin Fields. Well, you yeah. know what? I'm going to put feelings aside here, and I'm going to no. pick one of the greatest no. quarterbacks no. of all time. No, no. Hey, 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 listen to me. You did this question. You have to deal with the answer that I put out there, guys. <laughs> Picking Aaron Rodgers because it's <laughs> much like him, and as much as you hate him, you can't deny that he's one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history with how fan- – like, amazing he was or is i mean he wasn't i don't like it you go you go brett star or like bart star or yes. he, he was, you're like i would even say like go back so far to the the cell phone picture taker guy you know what i mean yeah. uh brett Favre. It, aaron <laughs> Rodgers is like 10 times the quarterback brett Favre was and i hate saying that i mean i don't like brett Favre either and aaron Rodgers is a douche but you know what if i want to win a goddamn football game i'm picking the guy who has like Three seasons in his entire career of double-digit picks. One of the best touchdown to interception ratios of all time. One of the fourth-quarter comeback kings. The guy that has ripped out our hearts time in and time out. You pick this question. You deal with the answers that I'm putting out because it's got to be Aaron Rodgers if I want to win a football game. 
Oh, here's the thing. I'm not mad with your answer. I'm 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 mad. I'm upset with your enthusiasm for it. Like I feel dirty <laughs> thinking about it. You're like, this is it. I've got it. Bam. Like answer ready to go. Like you're like excited about the prospect of it. Like I hope you feel a little bit dirty about this no, one, Brendan. No, because you know what? I I want to see a quarterback like of his caliber. And I think, you know, Justin Fields is <laughs> Jimmy Man. Nice um, <laughs> um just Justin Fields, we think he can be a fantastic quarterback and he's got so many special skills. But I mean, guys, Rodgers is one of in talking pure quarterback player, he's like top three in NFL history, just playing the position. I want to see that on my football team just once. Okay. Like it, it yeah, I, I'm putting all of my personal feelings aside and I'll deal with them later <laughs> when I have to, you know, recognize what I've done. But yeah, give me Rodgers. Today has been a day of like polarizing dilemmas because I too would like to see that caliber of a quarterback play on the Chicago Bears. But if it meant that it had to be Aaron Rodgers to achieve that goal, immediately no for me. <laughs> I'm hard pass on it. I'm just not, I can't, I can't do it. I understand your pick and your rationale makes sense, Brendan. I just, I can't put my head down on my pillow tonight thinking that thought. So uh, I'm going to go, um, my picks aren't as sexy, but um, but they're good uh, in that the 2022 Hall of Fame inductee uh, shutdown corner who just gave the Bears fits in the 90s along with Reggie White, uh, Leroy Butler. Um, you know, he's one of the few, and of course, I, mean, I had to look this up. I don't just know this, but he's a member of the prestigious 2020 club. He had 38 interceptions, 20 and a half uh, career sacks. And I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this. He's also the guy that invented the Lambo leap. And I was thinking maybe he could then like somehow bring an iconic celebration to the bears of equal caliber, but something completely different than the Lambo leap. And so I thought maybe that would be like a little extra on top from Leroy Butler. I hate this question. Yeah. This is so much Packers love. Uh, it, it does hurt. Um, but- this isn't going to be my answer, but the this was the f- the first Packers player that popped in my head was Sam Congato. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not not yes. my answer. They just they just had some most random running backs of all time, and that's he was just, good for like two games. He, yeah, it was like one season or maybe even less than that. But my actual Baja, answer, Baja, Baja Mila, right? Like, he was yeah, that's yeah, was the end. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry. But, sorry. I'm adding somebody to the offense, uh, a grinder, a gym rat, uh, first one in, last one out, um, real real good wide receiver. But in all seriousness, would be cool to have Jordy Nelson on this Bears team. The Bears are in a need of another wide receiver, another really reliable option out wide. And Jordy Nelson, not only did he just give the Bears fits every time that we played, but he was just he was just a hell of a player for a really long time. was was a great wide receiver and was a Raj, the the current Chicago Bears QB. It was his his go to guy for for a while. So uh, I would go with Jordy Nelson. He was a hell of a wideout. Can I ask this? It is a serious question, and I promise I'm not trying to be. Why do his best wide receivers leave him? Jordy Nelson left. Devonte Adams left, right? Like what, what is, is it because he is this guy that all the jets players are, he's not that guy. He's amazing. He's great. Or, or, or is it literally just like wanting to chase something else? Like what, why, why, 
Why? Well, Jordy Jordy left because he was a salary cap casualty. They he was making too much money. He was older. They essentially said we're moving on from him. And I don't, I don't think Rogers liked that. I don't think Jordy liked that either. Um, he played one year with the Raiders and then retired. Devontae was different. He wanted to be closer to. Uh, he wanted to play with Derek Carr, be on the West Coast. Greg Jennings, that was the one where he doesn't have good things to say about him. So you have a fair case there. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's it's like a different case each time. But he's had guys for a decent amount of time. Yeah, um, now he has those weird Klingons like Lazard, Randall Cobb. Yeah. You know. I, again, just from watching Hard Knocks, I, it is really interesting because it's a razor's edge. You, again, we've talked about this. You hear about how much of a, a prick Jordan was in practice and you know how hard you know Tom Brady was on his teammates and how that escalated their games. There's just something different, in my opinion, about the tone that Rogers takes with the guys that are around him. That is just like, it just is so toxic undermining. It's not like, I don't know. There's just not this like supportive, like I got you, bud. You made a mistake there, but I still love you. And I know you're going to be great. And I, and we're going to be great. Like you never see him come back after he just verbally assaults some guy for making a mistake on a play. It just feels the vibe just feels much different with me as far as him watching him you know on hard knocks it's just yeah yeah he's kind of like the teacher's pet a little bit like that old like that grad student that just hangs around and is talking to the teachers like yeah these you know these guys really aren't all it and they're like yeah you're right we really gotta whip him into shape and then you hear like Cobb and lazar talking to the guys like no you gotta be under p's and q's because aaron Rodgers ain't gonna take that stuff and um yeah it is i so i finally caught up jack on like yeah. everything hard knocks and you're right it's very he's just he he's got that smug attitude like i know i'm the best i'm the shit and you know i'm the best talented player here and you guys got to fall in line boys it's been a fun episode want to double check to make sure is there anything that we missed anything going into the game against green bay that you want to throw out there anything at all anything we missed logan jack brendan oh, i'm just happy to be here you guys are amazing and i love you we miss you dude uh we do i'm just here so i don't get fined uh no i think uh again knock on all all of the wood in your home flu said that outside of tevin jenkins the bears are healthy today and that is wonderful news wait even jaquan brisker because i missed it it's been a crazy day i believe that and brendan correct me if i'm wrong everyone's a go for week one he was limited today, okay. so that's still good that he was able to practice. So I would expect him to go, but it's still awesome. you still got to get to Friday first. Um, my biggest thing, a couple things. One with the game, stop the run. For the love of God, stop the run on Sunday and make Jordan Love play quarterback, and we're gonna have an okay time, and we're probably gonna win the game because I just have this fear that. Aaron Jones takes the ball, he gets six yards. AJ Dillon takes the ball, he gets another, you know, two to three. It's third and one. Jordan Love rolls out, hits a little quick dump off pass for a couple yards, moves the chains, and then you just keep building off that run. And Jordan Love has an easier time of throwing the ball. Make him uncomfortable by stopping the run. And this team is, you know, you're you're gonna have a fast start on offense potentially because you're gonna make the Packers try to play quarterback with Jordan Love. And I just I don't know. I, I just, as long as they do that, I'm, I want them to stop the run. And that's, that's all I care about. Um, 
you guys want to want a little play? Want a little play yes, please. this weekend? All right. Um, bet the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half or money line against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'll tell you why. One, Joe Burrow struggles mightily against the Cleveland Browns. And two, I don't know if you guys guys have noticed, but the Bengals kind of suck coming out of the gate of, over the last couple seasons in week one and week two. Since 2020, when Burrow started, they are one in five. And their one win was in overtime. They've yeah. lost to a ton of different teams. They just don't start off well. So I'm betting the Browns. I bet the Browns money line, not even just the uh, the point spread. I think the Browns win uh, on Sunday afternoon. All right. Watching very closely the Green Bay Packers injury report and uh, interested to see what happens there to top wide receivers, Dobbs and Watson, uh, both on the injury report. It'll be very, very interesting to see because if those guys are not playing and somehow the Bears can stop the run game, that definitely changes my prediction really, really fast. Boys, this has been so much fun. Let's get to shout outs. Let's not uh, fix something that isn't broken let's go the exact same order logan jack brennan and i will finish it up shout outs boys yeah you, i mean you can predict mine a shout out to all you guys i appreciate i've said it before when when i'm able to come on here that i appreciate you guys letting me come back on here and be a part of this because i i really haven't been able to but this is as i hope and and i am sure it is for many of the people who are listening out there and really enjoy this podcast listening to you guys being able to talk to you guys is, is truly such a relief. Like I haven't thought about any work or anything like that in the past hour, 20 minutes, which is a wonderful feeling. So I, uh, I miss shells as well. I wish he was here, but truly shout out to shout out to Dangle shout out to uh, Mrs. Dangle who uh, will be hopefully having a beautiful, beautiful newborn very, very soon. Hope the best for her and, and Ryan. So uh, yeah, I just uh, appreciate being here. Thanks Logan. Logan, it's great to have you back. Thanks for walking hand in hand with me, crawling through a mile of raw sewer that is the White Sox. Um, thanks for being, <laughs> thanks for being uh, a fan. I guess to share it with me. Appreciate it. Glad to have you back. Hey, Friday Night Lights is back, y'all. Uh, and uh, so I've got one boy still playing. Jack graduated. He was a senior last year. I've got. My son, uh, Connor, is a, a senior on the Sycamore Spartans this year. They've started out strong, coming out swinging. They're 2-0. Uh, they trounced the DeKal Barbs in week one, 42-7. And then uh, last Saturday, they defeated uh, Simeon 28-6. Uh, um, wow. So a, a shout-out to um, uh, the X feed for Sycamore Athletics is Psycho Spartans. And then shout out to my son, all caps, C-W-R-I-G-H-T underscore 1422. Uh, And then to my daughter, who's uh, mopping up on the tennis courts as a junior this year as well. Uh, She doesn't have a Twitter, but uh, you're just going to have to hear me talk about my kids because I've just got these last two years to do it. And then that window closes uh, for them to be in sports. So um, buckle up because I love them and they're doing great. So Hmm. thanks for that's uh, awesome. Thanks for listening for that. I appreciate it. No, nah, man, they can do college still. The, the dream's never dead. So let them, let them keep doing it. Hey, I went to my first high school football game in years on Friday at Rolling Meadows. That was fun. Um, I got a couple oh. quick bear shout outs. Uh, first one, this guy has been all over Twitter for the last like month or so since preseason started. 
Uh, I'm bearing down. All he's doing is he, well, not, I shouldn't say all because he's putting a, a lot of work, but he's taking the all 22 games uh, footage of the games and zeroing in on certain players and just putting out the film. He's not giving any narratives or analysis. He's just saying, here's all the snaps from this player. Here's all the snaps from that player. Watch it how you will, you know, uh, pull together your own narratives. And I think that's really awesome. So that's been a huge help. I've looked at his stuff when I'm like evaluating players and putting together grades. So um, that's a huge help. So please follow. I'm bearing down. I'm sure he's going to be doing it for the regular season. And it's, it's super cool to see that as a highlight and a feature on Twitter. And then um, shout out to um, one of the best bears fans out there. Um, uh, Mama bear at my bears. Uh, she tragically lost her golden doodle dog. Um just randomly i guess like nothing something was nothing was wrong she came home and unfortunately her dog had passed and she was just you know um so upset about it and just beside herself naturally and so i just felt for her i was talking to her a bit um you know going through it a couple years myself it's it's the worst feeling so uh shout out to mama bear she truly is one of the best bears fans out there she's sharing everything she shares what we do um and so you know our, our hearts are with you and it sucks to go through that and uh, shout out to Heidi, who's been here. Heidi had a birthday over the weekend. So hope Heidi's doing well. And Ooh, uh, we love that. yeah, we love that. She's uh, she's always a part of, you know, part of our, our fan group um, and just a, a wonderful person and a wonderful Bears fan. Heidi, thank you for being part of the Bear Down Chicago podcast family. Like that's that we just that's so cool. You've been with us from the start, and we appreciate you very much. A couple quick ones: uh, Michael Halitech of the Halitech Show. Uh, we had we had so much fun um, talking Bears. That guy's an encyclopedic knowledge of the Chicago Bears and the games that he's been to, and so we had a blast. Thank you, Michael, for having me on your show. Let's go Bears uh, is actually the Twitter handle. Uh, it's let's. Go Chai Bears. We've had some honor, awesome interactions, and he's all things Bears. Don't know who he is or who they are, rather, I should say, uh, but awesome. Todd Welter, thank you, thank you, thank you for retweeting every single episode, everything we put out. All of us appreciate you at the Bear Down Chicago podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And last one goes to Big Noah Genesis. So he's at Noah Brasos. Um, we just had a couple really good interactions, and I always appreciate that stuff. Folks, I guys, you I say it every week, right? But it, but it's I, I feel like I'm pretty sorry. Work posting, my fault. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we're, we're, I thought you were gonna we're, do something. Yeah, we're yeah. I, yeah, that was like we we're playing playing a moment here. Um, nope, it is. We're just so thankful with going into this season. You know, uh, this is boys. Is this season number two or number three for us now? Bear down, Chicago podcast. It has to be three. Technically two, but we've been together for three. That's incredible. That's just so freaking cool. And so many of you are listening and supporting still. Um, you can help us out. You can go to wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast. Give it a five-star review. Uh, share it with a friend. Like, subscribe. Do all those things. Right? It really helps to widen our audience. We are so, so very appreciative for you, and we're really looking forward to it. We're going to be back. Quick turnaround. We've got a Sunday night episode. Hopefully, it is a happy Sunday night episode. Um, but if not, uh, you can come and commiserate with us. And if it is happy, we're all going to celebrate and say bad things about the Green Bay Packers. I'm looking forward to it either way. For all of us here at the Bear Down Chicago podcast, folks, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, folks, 
Bear down, Chicago. to the Bear Down Chicago podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. <laughs>